Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. We want to thank Factor for sponsoring Play Retro. Factor delivers delicious, fresh, never-frozen meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off your first box. People, this is not a test. We are in DEFCON 5. Alpha Sector, check. Tango Sector, check. Delta Sector, only Sega Saturn has three 32-bit processors. Delta Sector! Three processors means better gameplay. Delta Sector, you hear me? Sony PlayStation only has one. Sega Saturn, now only $1.99. When you've got Sega Saturn, nothing else matters. Sega! PlayStation only has one. <laughs> Suck it! Uh, so cocky. Hey everybody, welcome to Play Retro. This is Play Retro, and I'm one of your hosts, Scott Johnson. And check me out, I'm a flying on me dragon, shooting people with my dragon powers. You might even call them dragoon powers. Do you have what it takes to fight my dramatic and on-rails dragoon powers? No? Then get out of my way. Berserk, and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and this polygonal dragoon I have between my legs is an ancient beast that I befriended after his previous rider fell off. But my dragon ain't nobody sloppy seconds. Nope. Top-tier dragooning over here. Now, excuse me while I go rail against some mouthy sandworms that were talking about yo mama. Dragooning! Ah, <laughs> oh, dragoons, everyone. Dragoonie. A little bit different than Dra- your... Ooh, the dragoonies. We should have watched that. The, the dra- oh, the great 80s movie, The yeah. Dragoonies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Dragoonies. That would have yeah. been good. That would have been a good show. Yeah, featuring the uh, 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 half pint, or half pint, uh, <laughs> Small round. What's his name? Small round. <laughs> What's his name? No, no. I th- I think this is better. I uh, think this is better. What did they call him in Temple of Doom? I don't want to know his real name. Half, I think it's better. Half, you made it better. Short round. Jeez Louises. Yes, but that's no fun. No, it's not as fun as half half pint, which is a <laughs> right. which is I think is like a, a, a little house yeah. on the prairie reference. Small. Small round. Yeah, small round. <laughs> you know, the kind you put in your little gun. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're here. We're going to be talking about uh, Panzer Dragoon, the uh, the big attempt by Sega to turn the Saturn into a powerhouse. Uh, this was their big showcase game. It was 3D. It was supposed to be mind-blowing. And I have to admit, at the time, it kind of was, you know, visually they were doing some stuff there. Uh, how did it work out for Sega? How did it work out for the Saturn? Well... I think I think you all know, but um, if the you game, don't know, stay tuned. Yeah, but the game's a gem. Some of the uh, some really interesting stuff around the creation of the game and the third game in the series is especially interesting. We'll get to all of that uh, coming up. But first, uh, what we did in retro this week, I uh, I have to. This is weird. I didn't expect myself to be doing this, but I like to just dig around this Ambernick unit, this little uh, device yeah, we yeah. all love now, and. Uh, Find little games I've just never heard of before or haven't played or whatever. And uh, for whatever reason, I've spent a lot of time in the PlayStation 1 mm-hmm. uh, zone. 
because there's a lot library of, of games. That's one of the it reasons. Is, that's true, but it's also yeah. it's also just a, a a console that I had, but I didn't have like a huge breadth of games. I had right a lot of the mainstream stuff, um, the big hits, whatever. Didn't have a lot of ex- expendable income then. And so I wasn't buying like strange games on like, oh, that looks weird from Japan. I wonder how I should try that. So now I get a chance to mess around with games that I'd never heard of or didn't play with. And uh, I remember at the time people saying, oh, the best racing game on that console ever mm-hmm. was the Colin McRae Rally, specifically Colin oh. McRae Rally 2, 2.0, which was the sequel to the first one. And that that made everything else look bad. Like it was better than um, all of the Gran Turismo stuff is better than everything. And I'm just like, really? Wow. I never played it, never tried it. So I fired that up. And uh, I think those people are right. I love a, I love yeah. a good rally game anyway. Um, yeah. We're, big, we're, big the fan. Same. We're, we're the same with the rally games. Yeah. I like, it's my favorite kind of racing game. If it's not futuristic, yeah. then give me rally because rally is a different, it's your, the boss is the road. Right, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're not fi- you're not really fighting against other people. Although there is a race mode where you can race other other uh, cars, but uh, the, for the most part, rallies are about you mastering the course and you know beating times and all of that. And everything's just a very finesse sort of ooh, move to the left just a little bit. Okay, this is going to be a really tight turn, so I've got to do some break, but I can kind of slide through this. Be careful, I'm going to run into that guy's goat or whatever. You got to just be. <laughs> You're running to that guy's goat. You got to be careful, right? And uh, I, I love, love the that. goat track. That's the, my favorite. And those guys, you know, they went on to, they're the dirt people, they code masters. Um, they went on to yeah. do, uh, you know, dirt one through five, uh, five being the most recent. And then there's um, uh, the two, the two dirt, uh, dirt or dirt rally games, dirt rally one and two, mm-hmm. which are very hardcore rally games. Like they're not messing around. They don't even have, they don't even have music while you're, driving in those games it's just like hey we're playing a rally game turn everything off um and and don't hit anything or else this game's screwed it's the it's that kind of hardcore attempt to create that and i love that stuff so it turns out let me i just want to make an announcement here do you know what holds up on the playstation one like really well colin mccray rally 2.0 dude that game's it's, freaking it's, great it's good it's am- it's amazing because i also Played that this past week, just uh, poking around on the Anbernick RG thirty five double X that we all got now. Yeah, uh, and I really liked it. I I forgotten how good the moment to moment gameplay of those games really are. Yeah, um, they, they they have some of the best, and they and they continue this on, on as well. They have some of the best physics. It may not be r- realistic physics, uh, but it's not so far off that it feels. Arcadey, so they they got this really good balance. If you want a game that controls really well, mm-hmm. I think you can. You, uh, yeah, their 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 series and the Colin McRae stuff is just fan freaking. Yeah, they're great. They really established themselves with this game, and I I feel bad I missed it in a heyday because I could have seen right. myself spending a lot of time on the couch playing this, but instead I just spent a lot of time in bed playing it. And uh, yeah, and I my really like had it. one. My friend had this uh, game, and and he was always talking about it, and I raced it a couple of times. I'm like, yeah, this is a real competent. Uh, racer at the time, though, I was really more into what was I probably into like uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, mm. kind of the more arcadey stuff that yep. wasn't really, you know, didn't same. really focus on rally kind of things. But to- yeah. totally same. I, I felt like that was uh, like maybe Ridge Racer was mm-hmm. also another mm-hmm. one where it was just like, hey, we're just going to the arcade kind of thing. And I feel like my tastes have evolved to where I would have been better suited playing that game now, right? Uh, where I am now with the way I like the game or the way I like to play racing games in general. But <laughs> a really good time had 
with it. And I will say this too, if you really want to enhance the gritty mush that is PS1 graphics, because it's all gross, mm-hmm. it's not good. All right. You put that right. up on a big screen, it's like, ugh, well, this is bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, perfect for a little handheld. Just great. Yeah. No issues. Yeah. Like the 3D really pops. Uh, it feels smoother. I can't really explain it. It's just not as jank when you play yeah, it on. There's a, a reason why we all like uh, the we we really love the like the PSP and that kind of stuff because mm-hmm. you know yeah. some of those games got ported over from there and it's just a really good screen format size when you're when yeah. you're playing these kind of games. Totally, totally agree. I think there's there's a lot to be said for that. By the way, I guess there's just now. Speaking of Sony, emulation for Vita games has been slow. Yes, um, it's hard. I guess. And which cracks me up because the Vita itself was really hackable. Like that the oh, device yeah. people went from nuts the beginning. with. Yeah, from the very beginning. Sony wasn't great at that stuff. PSP also, but the Vita was no better. And the slowness to which anyone's figured out how to actually emulate the games on the Vita has been surprising to me. I expected that to, to go better. But I guess there's been some breakthroughs lately and you know, we'll mm-hmm. we'll see how that translates. But Kind of excited. To I think see the, some of that is because of uh, I think the communities out there have really been feeding back into the into the preservation of these different uh, companies that yeah. are uh, are really interested in preservation. Like Sony, Sony is pretty good about uh, wanting to do that preservation, and they're not they're not shy about you know taking and borrowing and, and using. Yeah, and using the they like to use, which is good. Yeah, because uh, uh, if there's nothing if we're going to talk about it this week, it may be a good bit game preservation super important and mm-hmm. when we talk about panzer dragoon very shortly is you gonna see just how important it really is absolutely uh brian what'd you do i saw some very cool video coming out of you on tiktok what'd yeah, you, yeah you it was right my, right in my butt so if you if you're following me on tiktok i've been i've been i posted this recently it is anthony has done it again anthony sent me uh some lego stuff in the past i mean atari 2600 sent me a uh a, a nes that he assembled and then sends to me and packaged really well, managed to stay together 90% of the time. And I only had to like adjust a few things and put some things back on this time. He's did. I don't know if you've seen it, but Lego just uh, sent out just like in last month or so did this new Pac-Man arcade thing. And it may be my favorite Lego thing yet. Now what I'm told up on screen is a couple of ghosts, uh, like you would see in Pac-Man and got Pac-Man That's on here. So There's cool. Do that again. Yeah, push that again. So, yeah, there's a little button on the oh. back here that I can push, and it rotates this marquee style Pac-Man 3D looking Lego thing. And it just, you know, the ghosts are look one way. They're chasing Pac-Man. You push a little button on the back, and Pac-Man rotates around, and the ghosts are blue on the backside. So it gives you kind of this real tactile Pac-Man thing. But uh, that's just that's just the, the header part that goes on this much more amazing uh, tabletop size arcade game and i'm showing it on the screen now it is it is pac-man and just like you'd think and it looks like a little tabletop thing and there's a little wine thing on the side and you can wind it up and the pack pieces they they move around on screen now lego's a little bit deceptive about this because it says an actual pac-man game that plays and i'm like well yeah it but it follows a track yeah you're not playing it screen yeah Yeah, it's not not really a game it yeah what I love is the pulling the back out and seeing all this shit in the back. This is so yeah, cool. Yeah. You would not believe you never put any Legos together that are like the really complex stuff. I mean, I, I played with Legos plenty of times back in the day where I would, you know, just build my own little characters and stuff. But these things, when you come with these big old giant kits, I don't know how Anthony, Anthony does it. He does them like within like a couple of days. It would take me a year 
to complete this thing. The, I think the book is like a couple of hundred pages or more. And each page when I was trying to reassemble some of the stuff that fell off would take me like 15 minutes for a page. And I'm like, oh my God, I would be here forever. But it's freaking insane the amount of details that Lego has put in this Pac-Man game. Oh, I didn't show you with this little... I only have one question. I only have one question about this while you're doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why does Andrew love you and hate me? That's the question. I don't know. Well, me and Andrew talk from time to time. We, uh, we, you know, I don't know what kind of relationship you have. With, uh, he with, just hates my guts An- and doesn't with want to say anything. Yeah. First of all, you keep calling. Oh, did Andrew I say Andrew? Anything. Sorry, Anthony. So, <laughs> <laughs> that may okay. be your first clue. Yeah. That the reason why uh, that Anthony loves me and not and not Scott, <laughs> but. <laughs> That's too ironic. Uh, so, so the the track is not alterable though. Like the little track they follow on, they go the same way. Right? Time. No, they go they go in a very specific pattern because there's uh, it, it looks like you've eaten the dots on the screen. So there's there's dots on the outside of the screen, and it looks like Pac Man has cleared the inside of the board uh, of Pac Man, and so he will run along this little maze track uh, as you wind. And the little ghost will kind of it like it looks like it's random, but there's there's a pattern. You know, it'd be cool. Let me tell you, it'd be cool. What would be cool is if you could automate that like a little motor back there. Oh, I thought about that. Actually, I thought that would be really cool if I did this. And this is almost the right size for like a for I haven't measured it yet, but it's very close to I probably could put a screen in here Mm -hmm. like a little iPad screen. because That's about how the size of the screen uh, is about about the size of the iPad mini. Mm hmm. And man, it'd be cool just to kind of have a little workable. If I could just like put it on top of it mm-hmm. and just have like a workable uh, Pac-Man game, that'd be cool. Yeah, and then it could make this sound like that. Boogie, 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 burger. But I love it, man. Activate it's so Pac-Man. cool. Thank you so oh, that's much what you need Anthony. to do when you turn it on. This guy goes activate Pac-Man. That's what you need, <laughs> right? And then in the, when you yeah, go into the family room, let's play Pac-Man. Yep, and everyone gets let's stoked. Play Pac-Man. That's amazing. Dude. I love the thought of some Japanese guy doing some sort of <laughs> radio show host an American radio show. What is that? Maybe like more like, uh, I don't know, commercial type work. Maybe what, what's that voice exactly? I don't know what he's, he is. He's a guy. So he's, he's Japanese. This is all I know yeah. about him. He's Japanese. He did an ad. They did an ad that was meant for American audiences. This guy doesn't speak uh, English natively. Right. Uh, but he has it as a second language. And what they did is they hired him to do, to affect the best he could an American accent. Right. And it comes off beautifully. I it really don't does, change a thing. Pac-Man. Yeah, don't change a thing. <laughs> Never change. Call it that for the rest of your life. It's my favorite, one of my yeah. favorite things we've ever found on this show. I love oh, it. Oh, so good. So good. So well, good. anyway, grats to you. And Anthony, I don't know what, I, I don't know where I did you wrong. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Whatever, Andrew. Whatever, 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 Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Anthony. Um, all right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna bore ahead here, and we're gonna talk about our main topic, which starts now. Shall we play a game? We sure shall. Let's talk about the Panzer Dragoon series. Uh, this is a game that came out on the Sega Saturn. It was meant to be their big showcase game uh, at the time. Although they kind of <laughs> the Saturn tried to do this a couple of times, and we'll get into that, but. Anyway, it takes place in a post-apocalyptic world in which humans have begun to recover technologies from the ancient age, a world-spanning, hyper-advanced civilization destroyed thousands destroyed. of years before the game they started. They destroyed each other. That's right. Yeah. And uh, they uh, uh, here, here's the deal. The ancients used genetic engineering to create living weapons, which were unleashed in a cataclysmic war that nearly destroyed every single freaking human. No. Yeah. The mutated descendants of these creatures have merged into wild ecosystems. 
And uh, while they pose a continual threat to human civilization uh, and serve as enemy or sorry, serve as enemies encountered in the games. And uh, your job is to mount a big ass dragon or dragoon dragoon, and go fight shit. Uh, that's how that's basically the game. And uh, it was an on rail shooter. To me, it felt like an answer to Nintendo's like Star Fox or something. Uh, where yeah, they, were that, like, they were definitely inspired by several properties that were already out there. Uh, Star Fox being one of them and the on rail shooting, definitely an influence here. But uh, Yukio uh, Futsugi, I think maybe they close. Maybe uh, wanted close. something yeah. their their team who were, were brainstorming while they were waiting on their dev kits to arrive for the Sega Saturns were, uh, were interested in doing something like Star Fox, but they wanted to make it uh, where you could look all the way around. Why not? You're rendering the 3D world anyway around it. Why not allow you to look all the way around? Yeah, you're still on rails, but you could do like yeah. a, a, it was like a cone, a, a wider cone. And, right. and by the way, if you've, if you've played games since like Res, Res is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Res for the Dreamcast, and then there's versions now on everything. You can get on PC even. I think Game Pass, or no, uh, PlayStation's mid-tier plus program has it right now. But anyway, right. they're f- fantastic game. And and they're basically, I don't even know if there is a Res without without Panzer Dragoon. It's almost the same kind of control. Uh, you yeah. lock on to characters. You also fire independently. Uh, when you lock on, you just have to scan over the the the, the enemies and That's then my- let loose. And then it, that was my favorite part to learning, learning that there was two different modes. There's the, the there's the rider on the mm-hmm, back who mm-hmm. uh, can shoot with his gun. But then if you want to uh, really make it fun, you have the dragon uh, blow out some stuff. And so you, you paint the screen. You have a reticle on screen mm-hmm. and you just you just paint over it all the all the bad guys and they get selected. And it's so satisfying. Going, yep. And then you then you let it go. You let loose and it just. Sends all these heat-seeking uh, missiles right at the guys and just destroys them. Now, so for fun. for live folks or people on video archive, you're seeing this now. But that water—if you stare at that water too long—you yeah. give yourself a headache. It's rough. You lose your mind because it's kind of it's early water, but it's not bad. It's they, not like, bad. They did say, it just it just, just has a weird shift to it. So when you move, yeah, it's just moving with you, and it's like, oh gosh, I have a headache now. Thanks, thanks, game. Thanks, well, video game. Be, part of it's because of how um how the Saturn delivers the graphics so it does have they said three processors i don't i thought there was four but maybe there is three so there's two processors yeah um a couple of you know graphics processors that are doing some stuff not gpus except specifically but i mean back then uh, gpu was not, uh, that that would that would have been a term that would have been a, a little ambiguous you know yeah yeah it's like yeah well, so what's the gpu this, yeah so there some of the CPUs one of the one of them's doing one thing and one is doing another and this is the reason why this stupid system was so hard to program for too by the way it was you know had all these mm-hmm. had all these processors going on and and processing data and putting it out in different ways and but this is a team Sega uh jam so the the in in-house Sega developers making this thing yep. so they 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 had the inspiration and they also had a lot of a lot on the line they had to they had to try to make this this console sell and uh yeah especially in japan they had like you know uh, a lot of competition at the time you know sony mm. sony's coming out with their playstation one and also pushing 3d in a way that the saturn kind of got cut on aware they were like oh shit 3d i was i was shocked that um the atari jaguar yeah. was actually uh, one of the things that kind of helped destroy uh, the Sega Saturn. I yeah. didn't know that until I was watching. I watched a huge, it's like a four, five-hour documentary that on uh, YouTube. Uh, I think it's called, uh, the, the, from the, the from the I Finished a Game 
I believe it's called. It's like it's for, uh, I finished the game is the name of the YouTube. Channel. Oh, the channel. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So and it's funny. like well, it was like a four or five hour documentary on the whole history of Panzer Dragoon and what happened to the Sega Saturn and how it was all intimately tied together and um, how the announcement of the PlayStation uh, kind of put so much pressure on Sega at the time that they started making a lot of missteps and uh, what they originally planned just shifted completely. And that's the reason why we got like the 32X bullshit and mm-hmm. the and the Sega CD and all this other stuff that that went on. Great oh, documentary. It's uh, I, I finished, finished a video game is the name of the channel. And uh, yeah. go check that out. That looks that looks great. They got a big Castlevania one that I've seen. I didn't know this was them. Oh, yeah. Huge. Complete history and review. These are long. Seven hours. Is oh, long? yeah. Four like hours? I said, the, the one I one I listened to was like five hours. And it was, Jeez, it was interesting just about the whole time. That's great. Here's some sound from uh, Panzer Dragoon 1. I remember that like yesterday. That weird voice. I remember that. And this music. The music. Oh my God. The music is so You know what? I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say this is some of the best music of that era and would hold up today. It's extremely good. Yeah. Um. I don't know who the composer is. I meant to look that up. Uh, yeah, I had it in my notes, and now I don't see I don't it. See yes, it if you, if the the original soundtrack is amazing. It's throughout the whole series. Um, it's and really I'm stalling good. for time and just not seeing it. But it yeah. is it is definitely one of the biggest parts of what makes this game fantastic in cinematic. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody turned around and said, "Hey, Scott, that's the same guy who did this Final Fantasy or this uh, Chrono Trigger track, or you know, something like right. that." Because it's that quality; it's just yeah, top-notch stuff. And so, yeah, the soundtrack was outsourced to Yoshita Azuma, Yoshita um, who Azuma. scored the game with a mixture of orchestral and synthesizer uh, tracks. Doesn't say much about him, though. Um, hmm. Yuzura, Yuzura, Yuzima. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. Did I say it right? Who knows? I don't know. I but do anyway, like Zima, though. if uh, if you've got some time, the entire soundtrack's on YouTube, and it's a worthy playlist. Just go listen to that mm-hmm. stuff. It's fantastic. I was playing it a bit before the show today, so some of our Yoshi, early... Yoshitaka... How did I say it? Yoshi, I, Yoshi, I said it a while ago. <laughs> Yoshitaka. Yoshitaka. Mm-hmm. I def- definitely said I definitely am reading it now. Yeah. Azuma. There you go. Yeah, so you nailed you it. Go. You nailed it. The music uh, guy. Yeah, he did a really good job. So this game's really good. I, 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 I'll, I'll say playing it, if, if you're looking for a retro on rails sort of, not space harrier, but like if you want to see the origins of Res, which is really um, amazing and some people think is like the first of its kind, I, I'm going to mm-hmm. give credit to Panzer Dragoon for that vibe. Totally. It's also just got a real like ethereal new kind of world. It didn't feel like every other video game's world. It felt like we were doing some new shit. And uh <laughs> we were doing some new shit, baby. It deserves more credit than it got. It, yeah. It just is a bummer that, you know, I, I do think if people think about that era and think about the Saturn, they do think about Panzer Dragoon. You can't help you help not to. It, oddly know? enough, I knew zero going into Panzer Dragoon. I had heard you mention it a few times. Mm-hmm. I did not own a Sega Saturn, so I totally missed out on this entire thing. And I am so glad you introduced me to it because it changes nothing and everything all at the same time. <laughs> um, I, bought, I bought, uh, I, I couldn't afford, and this is what we're going to talk about the preservation as well while we're talking about this. Um, this is why preservation is so important. Uh, since the Sega Saturn did not do fantastic in the United States, they didn't publish a lot of these. Uh, and so 
to, in order to get an official Panzer Dragoon, you're going to spend about a thousand dollars for your Sega Saturn uh, to get a, a U.S. Uh, release. Look at I your was able preview. to pick up. That's awesome. Yeah, I got I get a Panzer Dragoon playable review, yeah. uh, which was on eBay for about 10, 15 bucks. So I could at least get a firsthand look on my actual real Sega Saturn. Uh, the epi- it's only got one episode. I think right. there's like six episodes. The game's not that long to begin with. It's only like no. an hour and a half to five hours if you want to be a completionist. And uh, this only has one episode. So it's worth about maybe maybe 15, 20 minutes of my time. Totally worth the $10 or $15 that I paid uh, to get a firsthand experience on real hardware. Uh, but it, yeah, it's, it's, if preservation, good Lord, if we don't preserve these kind of games, and we lose these kind of games like the, the film industry did uh, in their early years, it's going to be sad yeah. because this, this is a true piece of artwork. I from, agree. From I agree. To I totally agree. Uh, um, something I was going to say about that. What was it? I was going to say that that game and I can't think of it. So forget it. Cause but I, I will. Remember. I did post uh, uh, Yoshitaka uh, a picture in the, in the discord oh, chat see that we're having. And he's fantastic. He's talking on this old school corded phone for some reason on his uh, his <laughs> fandom wiki page. That's great. Uh, but but he was the composer for Panzer Dragoon, and uh, there's they don't talk a lot about what else he did here, uh, other than the Panzer Dragoon. But I think he was mostly working in film, and uh, he he hooked up with Team Andromeda, which was the in-house Sega team, yeah. uh, which went on to be smile bit from most of those guys. This is great uh, though. He, this photo, so photo makes that. him seem like a badass. I love it. That is such a badass picture. He's got this <laughs> nice little mustache going on. He's got yeah. his hair all kind of flopped into his face. Yeah. And, uh, he's holding this old school corded phone, but it's, it's not like one of the, you know, rounded phones. Like you would have seen like on a, like on a, like a dial type phone where you like wrote rotary. That's what I'm thinking of rotary. rotary it phone, looks like, yeah. it looks like one of the later models when everything got all square. Yeah. And you have push yeah. buttons, like those early push button mm-hmm. uh, square phones. And he's those, got like this big pop collar and everything. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Amazing. He's about to pull a go. He's doing the, something's going down in that photo. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, and man, you can just, he, he just exudes, <laughs> badassery and i love the music well he makes great music makes i can tell game. you that uh yeah. all right now this was 1995 as we mentioned let's swing mm-hmm. over a one year later this is how quick things turned around in this <laughs> this era one year later we get panzer dragoon 2 zwee zwee how is that spelled a- i know it's a common thing we use for actually a bunch of games have this z w e i i've never understood it i don't Zwei. know how to say it is it sway I think it's pronounced Zway. I'm sure we're going to get people telling us that we've totally butchered it. That's fine. You know what I just started doing? I just said, bump it. Most people I talked to said, just called it Panzer Dragon. Let's, let's see what the internet says. How to pronounce Zway. We're going to find that thing. Zway. Here it is. Here's some audio. Zway. 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 That's Zway. what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. I th- I thought I remembered it correctly. Maybe. But, let's uh, see. This one's even more. Uh, t- Zway. Okay, Zwei. Zwei. How about this one? See, that Zwei. sounds more German to me. It does sound German. Zwei. Yeah, maybe, maybe it is. But Panzer is also German. Zwei. This is true. That's yeah. a good point. Two. 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 Oh, that means two. The- <laughs> so oh, that's the, two, that's two? the translation. Yeah, no, that's an actual Get translation. Get out of here. That is fantastic. And it know is that. German, by the way. It's German origin. It is German. Okay, we learned a little something there, folks. There you go. We learned stuff. Uh, that's weird. They called it Panzer Dragoon 2-2. Two, two then yeah two two so two, maybe two. they maybe they didn't call it that way originally and then there was like that's going to be confusing to the americans you better put a two in there or they're not going to know what they're talking about now if you were hoping for a bunch of dialogue i got bad news for you 
uh, they didn't do that. They did this. It's a little more intense, a little more military, you know? Yeah, different different uh, musician here. Yeah, different musician, different... different. It had a very different sound vibe. I own this game also because um, I love the first one. And I thought, well, this is cool. Right. And this is still a pretty good game. The biggest problem I have with 2 uh, is they really leaned into... Well, maybe this isn't a bad thing. They really leaned into the the arcade bits and just kind of ignored the lore. Um, right. It was just like, here's a shooter. We made a shooter again. And if you only have a year to make your sequel, I guess that makes sense. You're not really going to go crazy with new story stuff. But um, yeah. they actually they 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 introduced a little bit of story here because this is a prequel. So right. it's supposed to have happened 30 years before. If you, when you play one of the most memorable parts of playing Panzer Dragoon from 1995 on the Sega Saturn is the introduction. It's kind of cryptic in the way it's delivered, but once you've watched it a couple of times, you realize, oh, the, I'm I'm just a, a you know I'm, I'm nobody. I'm on a hunt. Um, the, I, I witness a great battle uh, between uh, two dragons and this this dragon rider, and 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 the dragon rider gets killed. And in his last move, he uh, he hands over a, a mental story to you so that you know what's going on and you know how to go forward in the story. And this this second one uh, is all about uh, getting to that point. So this one ends where the first one takes off. Right. And so here we get to see uh, we get we just see something unique. We get to see the backstory of what happened to these dragons that are genetically they're basically genetic genetically modified uh creatures right that are are being programmed by a tower um and so it's it's modifying their dna to become dragons and battle beasts which is how they waged war in the first age the first and age. so yeah yeah and so in this one you go you start as nobody you watch your village to get destroyed right typical adventuring stuff you're like you're you're rebelling against everything and you see your village get destroyed and you go on a mission and we watch this uh this this creature you have slowly morph from walking on land which is some of those on rail things we saw when we first started uh to to getting into the air and yeah that uh, is one thing to set it apart you have this land bit in the early episodes yeah that, that was not in the first game first game you're always flying um graphically yeah. it's an improvement i would say i think it's a pr- prettier game than two I think so too. They're, yeah. They they really got their their uh, character design really nailed down mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, and, there's uh, a smoothness the, the, to the the dragon in particular that just yeah. did not. The first one looked like a rickety three polygon mess. This one looks more yeah. like uh, I don't know. You could see the, this working today almost. It's not bad, you know. Yeah, there, there was a lot of prototyping going on in the first one. Right, it's like, oh, what if we did this? What if we did that? And they learn lessons, and then they applied to the second one because already where you're looking like that that thing was talking about in the first one where you kind of paint the screen where you paint over the the bad guys with your reticle and then you launch out into it it works so well here we, we get into uh berserk stuff where mm-hmm. uh like it's kind of like almost like a saving throw like before you die you have one last opportunity to, to berserk out and to kill the enemy yeah and this is a game that would have like benefited greatly from analog control they didn't have that yet um, no. on this device. Would they have had the, they, they definitely didn't apply it to this game. Did no. they have the... Um, I don't think the Nights into, or the Nights into Dreams, Nights into Dreams thing was out yet. But I 96? could be wrong. I can't remember right. what, what year that was. I'm trying to remember as well. But it wasn't... I don't think it was there. It certainly didn't have support for it. It was a bit like uh, yeah. Wipeout XL, as much as that was an incredible racing game, for no mm. one knows reasons why that thing never got 
analog support when the DualShock launched. Yeah. And that Na- they would have been crazy. the same year, Nice in the Dreams, the the, the Sonic team uh, finally got their their game out the door. Gotcha. Um, they probably so, yeah, weren't so talking. So it would have been the same year. They probably weren't talking, those two. They oh, they da- definitely probably were not talking. And they, they were down yeah, the they, hall from each other, but nobody yeah. nobody bothered to walk out and say, hey, you, what you we, got over there? You, you got, got some the, 3D controls? Yeah, what's that about? What's that huge black plate you're holding in your hand? <laughs> Anyway, uh, it's a good game. Uh, I think it plays better than the first. I personally thought the, f- the story was a little weak. I didn't. I thought it was just like undersold oh, uh, compared yeah, to they, the first they game. They definitely are looking at a lot more. It's a lot faster, a lot more action, and this is partly. This is partly where they fi- they kind of let loose. We got to remember this is early 3D. So not only do you have to wonder what you're capable of making, you've got to wonder if the gamer can understand the gameplay and in the first one you the, the the action was a lot slower because people were learning how to navigate in 3d on consoles so you're kind of training your your audience and then by the time we get to the second one you see that people are you know they're, they're getting it it and, is a real uh, it was yeah. a, you forget about those early days of 3d really were a change of visual language right like yeah we, we had to exactly. we, we had to say okay now wait a minute a little bit like VR now, right? You have to communicate in a different way. You have to right. decide what's actually fun in there. And sometimes it turns out simpler things, like in VR, for example, simpler things are more fun than they are in just a regular flat screen. Like, right. for example, you you just shooting at waves of enemies in on a flat screen is kind of boring and old. We've been doing that for 30 years, 40 years or whatever. You do it in VR, and it's like, oh wait, now I'm immersed in a way that I've never been before. Suddenly, a a you know waves and waves of enemies like Space Invaders, but it's me in a helmet yeah. with two guns in my hand is suddenly very compelling. And right. I felt like there was a similar transition here of like, well, how did this play in 2D? We have some examples, mm-hmm. but not great ones. So <laughs> yeah. how's this going to work? Was, that was like our first attempts at 3D, and lots of, of lots of teams that were developing games during that time. That's how they that's how they approached it. They you know they had they had been making games platformers for a decade and it's like well what do we want to do well we want to make 3d but what we're going to make a platformer in 3d okay mm-hmm. that only translates so far right yeah yeah and yeah but oh my god this game is this game is so up close and the monsters are so big they're really cool uh, yeah. i i really dug it. i did i had like i said i'd never played any of these games i enjoyed the first one in saga probably more i did appreciate this this second one but I didn't spend nearly as 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 much time in it. It did feel like it was more game focused, and I was really getting wrapped up in this kind of, you know, it's very derivative. The story it was influenced by a whole bunch of stuff, but seeing it in this early three D form is compelling. Yeah, for sure. Now you want to get weird? Let's get weird. Oh, we should get weird. Twenty a uh, twenty two years later. <laughs> twenty years later. Two years later. It is, 19- 30, it is thirty years actually. 30 years after the first one. Yeah. 30, well, yeah, yeah. The in the game, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. But in real world, uh, we were going to get a new game in two years, and I'll explain that in a second. But you know what blew my mind yesterday? I was thinking about the years here. 1995 right. is the year Panzer Dragon came out. Mm. Uh, in my head, that couldn't be further from things like, say, NHL 94 right. on, the, on, the, on the Sega Genesis. To me, those are decades apart. <laughs> Oh yeah, but they're, a year, like they're literally a year apart. That's yeah. mind blowing to me that that within a year I had gone from Genesis full time, nonstop, can't stop, love it. Let's play NHL ninety four tonight. To 
I've got a I've got the damn Saturn. Let's play Saturn games. <laughs> it's just nuts to me that because in because in my memory it's so far apart those things. Right. But in real life, in reality, it was like probably 11 months between them, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it seems so odd, especially with, with the Sega uh, releases, because we had, you know, we had the Genesis and then they released the Model 2 and then they, you know, and then they started releasing crazy intermediate things like the the CD and the 32X. And it's just like something was like just constantly uh, coming out. So, so weird. Right. Hey guys, I'd like to take a second to talk about our hot new friends. I say hot because I just had one of them and it was very hot. <laughs> uh, over at Factor. I love them. Now that it's summer, right? We're getting It's getting warm. You might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. Well, Factor's America, you know, the, the Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Uh, with them, you can help fuel up fast with flavorful, nutritious, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. And you save time, eat well. And stay on track reaching your goals. And this June, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Right? Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals directly to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use the code retro50 to get 50% off your first box. You might just be so busy this year, you don't have time to cook or, you know, plan that all out, right? Well, Factor, you skip the trip to the grocery store, skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up, all that stuff, while still getting all the flavor and nutrition you need. Never frozen, always fresh. These meals are really awesome. And they're ready in just two minutes. Like, literally, heat and eat. Mm-mm. Then you can get back outside and enjoy that warm weather, Weather, you know? You can choose from 34-plus uh, chef-prepared prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options. They feature premium ingredients, such as broccoli, Mmm, leeks, truffle butter, broccolini, asparagus. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites. Oh, those are good. And potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. Mmm! Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Oh, they make a killer smoothie. Looking to pack in more protein? Conveniently add on filler options like salmon fillet fillets or, I don't know, chicken wings to your favorite factor meals to support your nutritional goals any time of the day. Head to factormeals.com slash retro50 and use code retro50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code retro50 at factormeals.com slash retro50. Okay, easy to remember. And you get 50% off that first box. Go there today. Let's talk about this next one because the things got weird. All right. Things got very weird. Oh, yeah. Things are about to get. So if you like on rail shooters, <laughs> then you're really going to not be too happy. You're going to be bummed out. <laughs> you're going to uh, be bummed. But if you're like me and you like people to branch out and try new things, uh, then you might be stoked. Here's what they did next. It's called. Well, I'll play this. I'll play the audio first. As you can see, what I'm showing on video and what you're hearing in audio, a little bit different. Let's play a little of this. So, once again, we're hearing we're hearing, you know, some decent music and all of that. You might think, well, Scott, what's the difference? 
they made a turn-based Japanese RPG, JRPG game. What a first-person JRPG! <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's In literally 98. like it's literally like you even have uh, random battles. You'll be flying through the air, yeah. and you'll suddenly go doo 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 like you're used to in Final <laughs> Fantasy VII or something. And you will now be fighting, I don't know, four creatures. And those four creatures are flying around you. And you will take your turn. And you will use an ability or a, an attack or a heal or whatever. And then they'll take their turn. Like, really, literally, quite literally think old Final Fantasy, but applied to Panzer Dragoon, the, the world and the story and whatever. Right. And I remember this being very jarring in 98. Yeah. And not knowing what to do with myself. And I didn't get it. I didn't buy it because I was like, what? What are they doing? But today, yeah, yeah. I would be so into this concept. I'd be so into this. And I'm a little oh, bummed that, it, you know, that I didn't I didn't take advantage of it back then. But they made a turn-based JRPG. And it's not... I was worried when I read it. When I read the description, I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, random encounters? How's that going to play out? Yeah. And it's actually really cool because when you hit a random encounter, instead of just, you know, standing there and going through a bunch of, you know, like... What I imagined was like, oh, so I'm going to have to have some, you know, have some screen where my dragon is just floating there, floaty floats, and I've got to go through some menus and stuff and select an attack, and then it'll, you know, activate it, and then, you know, it'll do the little movements. It's not like that. No. It's like real time. It's real time. So when you're when you're flying along, you do have some where you're still doing rail shooting, but then when you get into a real big fight, you'll, uh, like an, an encounter, you'll have this option to... Uh, it'll, it'll, it's, it is like a cutscene where you're just kind of floating along, right. but you'll have things where you can where you can use the D-pad to rotate your position um, around the enemy to get into position to activate uh, your your powers. That right, are, or, or to aim, aim for uh, weak spots on the creatures. So sometimes it's like right. well, you need to rotate around here to hit this little weak underbelly thing. Oh, you're yeah. showing it right now. Um, the the timing on the systems work a little bit like Final Fantasy VI. I don't know when I don't know when mm-hmm. Final Fantasy added the I forgot the name of their battle system, but it's like a basically a little timers, they're like cooldowns. Right, and right. When the cooldown would come up, then you could choose your ability, and if you didn't hurry up, the the creature might get too off before you made up your mind. This uses a system very similar to that. Right, right. Um, and it, but it really leaned into the 3D part, which was I was wasn't sure how they was going to do it. And you do if you're if you're in front of the uh, the enemies, you become uh, you're you're you know more susceptible to their their attacks. If you go to the side, usually you'll, you'll have kind of a, you know, a middle attack. But if you get behind them and you like you said, find the weak spots, and the weak spots can change too, based on how long it takes you. They may reposition uh, when you're trying to go through your menu system and trying to uh, to to pick your attack. Um, there's some shortcuts to do the attacks quickly, but it's all energy based. And, you know, if you have enough energy to do it and if you're going to execute it, you got spells, you got you got heals for your character. You have all the stuff, but it feels a lot more organic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like you're, you know, you're you're navigating through menus and stuff. You yeah, actually feel it like feels less way less static than those games did at the time, for sure. Right. And at I think time, it's right. and it and it reviewed well, like critics really oh, liked yeah. it. All um, of these games reviewed well. They were just. Yeah, they were just all really well designed, great gameplay, uh, moderately good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Even if it was derivative, it was sure. interesting storytelling. Uh, yeah, that, that was compelling. I, I, I agree. I think this. Uh, I wouldn't. You know, there, there's there's this mode right now. Everyone's remaking stuff. Final Fantasy VII got a remake. Um, right. They just talked yesterday at the Nintendo Direct about Super Mario RPG getting a, re- a remake, and these were all great. I love that they're doing this. I would personally be stoked mm-hmm. if sega said 
We're bringing Panzer Dragoon Saga back. Oh, by the way, we never said the yes. name. It's Panzer Dragoon Saga is the name of the game. Right. Uh, we're bringing it back. We're we're remaking it from the ground up. I would be out of my mind excited. And, yeah. This is the one that you could remake. This has got enough modern sensibilities. It's complex enough that you could do it. Um, the first two are rail shooters, which are which are interesting and fascinating. Maybe a good good thing to do in VR, in which they had actually started doing. Yeah. Uh, there, I believe it was uh, Haruta Watanabe, um, which is an interesting story in itself. Uh, he was working on a VR version of this, and then it was reported he was dead. I think oh. it was called Panzer Dragoon Voyage Record. Uh, and it was and it ended up being canceled <laughs> because uh, because he died and he was the lead behind all this stuff. But then come to find out that wasn't true. And so <laughs> I don't know what the real story was. Yeah. But we almost had, or still possibly could, I suppose, if something is resurrected uh, uh, from that. But I think that was back in 2021. Uh, they kind of canceled, but we had a lot of shit going on in 2021. Who who knows? They, they think you're was, right. Did they report he died from like? Uh... I don't know. They didn't say. They just said he was dead. Like and so COVID it's like and they thing said, it's canceled. Something? Wow. All right. It's one of those things where they pro- where, some, where somebody probably said, oh, yeah, they canceled it. And it's like, well, why why did they do it? Well, that one guy's pretty old. He probably died. He probably and died because he's, he's old. And then it becomes fact. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you're like, no, 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 that's not what happened at all. But I'm with you. Saga is definitely the one that is ripe for remake. And yeah, I'd play it. I, I, I don't know if enough people know about it to make it possible but god i would love it after playing this week i'm a convert i would i would be the first in line yeah if you want to you want to play a real ugly take play the game gear version Uh, i'm showing it on screen right now this is called panzer dragoon mini it was like a space harrier type deal i mean the whole game the game is kind of space harrier anyway yeah Um, yeah yeah but this this rolls it back to the space harrier that you would have seen before Mm -hmm. sega saturn right it it this is more like uh what this this is the game gear which is basically the master system mm-hmm. uh yeah in portable form so if you think of space harrier on the master system that's what you're getting that's here. what you're getting here yeah, yeah little reticle the same year, I believe, is, is yeah. two yeah yeah that would have made Zwa. sense though right is we zwaz we too what's weird what's funny what about this one though or one of the interesting things about it is it was developed in the west but only sold in japan you couldn't get it here isn't that weird? Yeah. We were doing Sega was doing some weird stuff about you know where they were released stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of an odd thing anyway. Yeah, it's like how how do how do you know Americans respond to to Japanese imports? Does it have an impact? Is it is it better? Does it have more cachet? Right. What is right? I don't know. I think back then the markets were considered so vastly different and the tastes so different oh, that yeah. they would do they'd rename stuff or they wouldn't release it in those territories at all and. I think it was a nobody, time. nobody in the U.S. was okay. I won't say nobody. A lot of the U.S. people in 1998 consumers were not interested in RPG at, yeah. at, at that time. There were there were right. a few big ones, but you're right. Like there were right. there were many games, including even big names like Final Fantasy two, three, and four were never released. Or is that I may have that wrong, but it's something like that right. where the whole string of them weren't even released here, and then came later. Uh, right. And then they renamed it. Like Final Fantasy three is actually four, I think. Yeah, something like, crazy like some that. I, I used to I know the, the numbers and stuff, but yeah, forget I, that. But forget. But now. you're right. Even in those mainstream ones that are considered classics in the genre, 
they were often slow. They didn't think that America had the, the, the appetite for it or Europe for that matter. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah. turns out we did and do, and we love them now. Um, you know, many people consider those to be all time classics. So, uh, I, I don't know. It's an interesting way. It's, it's just interesting to see how that stuff played out. It was all financial reasons, yeah. you know, is it going to sell there or is it not? And is it worth doing localization and all the translation and everything else? And sometimes it isn't. So they don't yeah. do it. It's tough if you're thinking about it, if you're, if you're trying to develop a game and if, if the two, you know, two or three markets you're really focusing on is, you know, at odds with what they find, uh, you know, popular that that could be tough yeah and that's we we saw that happening uh because sega would like we had said earlier in the show they were um they were struggling in japan in doing gangbusters outside of japan and they wanted that the japanese uh arm of the company wanted that recognition as well and so it it brought a lot of animosity and so, you know, this this it's really interesting reads and, and documentary listens and stuff for that kind of stuff. Did you uh do you have a chance at all to play the Xbox game Panzer Dragoon Orta from two thousand two? I did not. I stopped because to me, everything that I read, Panzer Dragoon kind of lived and died on the Sega Saturn. Uh but it did go on onto the Xbox. Uh, but I did not play it, but it went back to its roots of rail shooting, right? Yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, I played it on the Xbox at the time. I was really stoked that it had come back. And by now, I think we had, I mean, we still didn't have Res. I think Res was Dreamcast. Ah, mm. But Dreamcast was already out. I don't remember. Whatever yeah. came first. But I remember being excited and going, oh, bring back this classic. This sounds like fun. Uh, the the replay you're seeing here is someone's playing on a widescreen with 60 frames, and this is not how it looked. In, this no, look, this but it sure, is, it sure is pretty. It makes me question why we would need a remake if I could just play this. Yeah, exactly. Like Orta, Orta, it's just like the first two games. Like there's, mm-hmm. that's what this game is. They, I would have been happier had the saga thing happened on the on on a more modern console, but um, it's fine. It's good. Yeah, it's you fine. Know, it's, it's fine. Xbox original, OG Xbox, I should say. Mm-hmm. And nobody else got it, which is crazy. It was some Sega deal they had with them, and uh, not—I don't even think the Dreamcast had it. I think this was all post Dreamcast. Dreamcast has, had died by now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. By O2, that would have been right. O2 would. Oh, what a yeah. bummer! I love my Dreamcast so much. I was so bummed. Yeah, out. I think I picked up a Dreamcast in O1 for about fifty dollars yeah. new at Fry's. Jeez, really? <laughs> yeah. I waited in line till and uh, until I don't know six a.m. or whatever at Software Etc. Yeah. for them to open and give me one for the full two hundred or whatever it was. Yeah, 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 for the full two. No, yeah. I paid like fifty, and I picked up I forget how many games. I picked up four controllers. Damn. I just like you guys are giving this stuff away. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I would have done that had I known yeah. better, but I didn't. I thought this was Sega's moment. I really did. I thought, yeah. okay, all right, we're now. We're in a new vein here. We're going to make the Dreamcast be the big winner forever. Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. Made me sad when Sega couldn't quite pull it together. And again, it was mostly because they had just internal bullshit, you know? Yeah. It wasn't because the games were bad. It wasn't because the machine wasn't capable and the climate it was in. And they yes. Kept trying to beat people to market. It was weird. It was, like I said, I feel like everything was just not about financial dollars because yeah. i i even now looking back and reading and i like i mentioned before i was i've been reading the console wars again which is a great book or audio book if you haven't heard it yeah talking all about that that time period when sega and nintendo was really going at it and then sony stepped in and said hold my beer and uh <laughs> it was it was just a, a a wild time and i it just seemed like everything was like it was it was such a 
we got to get it to market first. And I'm like, ah, but I don't think that's going to benefit you the way you think it is. I yeah. don't think getting to market holds you anything other than being first. Yeah. I don't think you necessarily have to be first to be the most successful. Yeah. And maybe they just didn't know that then. Yeah, I totally maybe agree. Maybe it just seemed like it. You know what? It's, it's uh, someone out there hates Apple, so they're not going to like to hear this, but this is what Apple does so well. They're, they're rarely first. Right. But when they enter into it, they're often best. So when you do, you know, when you, when you look at the MP3 player market at the time that iPod mm-hmm. was released, you know, there was a bunch of those and right. they all turned out to be kind of shitty compared to the iPod. So it was like, <laughs> that's how they'll do it. They did it with phones and smartphones. They weren't the first phone on the market Apple, that did fancy right. smart things, but they were, they, they came out with like all arms swinging. So if you're a company, like I would argue Sony is a good example in the game space of this. They oh, didn't yeah. have to be first to market with stuff. They just had to be in their time the best it, it, in, in market, yeah. right? And they've they done really the, well with having that. the having the most complete vision is probably Apple's strongest point. Having this complete vision, setting up an entire ecosystem around this vision, and then executing. Right. So they don't you, they never half ass it when they come in. No, when they come in, right? they're like ready to go. And they have yeah. the they they can afford to do that because of years yeah. of successfully doing that. Not everybody can. And mm-hmm. I just think first to market sometimes is worse to market. If you do like uh, uh, what was is it called on live? Remember that streaming service? From oh like yeah, I loved on live. It was the first time I realized that I liked watching other people play video games online. I thought yeah. that was amazing. And they and you that's part of the service. And you were streaming games. You know, it's basically mm-hmm. Game Pass uh, X Cloud, but the, yeah. the the OG version of it. And now there's a million ways to do that. And none of them yeah. are on live. That thing's gone. <laughs> Be, being you know? first only gets you uh, the, the the I guess the respect maybe or that no, the notoriety, the attention possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It definitely doesn't get you anything else. And before anybody writes in and says, everybody wants your Apple fanboys. I, I hate Apple just as much as I hate everybody else. I love Apple. I like their products. <laughs> I like them. I'll, I'll admit it. I do. I really like them. They've, they've helped yeah, me in yeah. all the stuff I do. But the point of it is, Brian and I hate hate. Uh, we hate b- b- waving flags with corporate logos on. We talked about this the, yeah, the, yeah. the pre-show today. It's stupid. Don't don't be a, don't be culty about the products you buy. Who gives a shit? Just right. Buy what you need. Buy what you want. Look, here's the buy deal that I want. know for buy sure. The iPhone wouldn't have been a huge success, and the Android uh, ecosystem would not have been a huge success without BlackBerry being first with a whole bunch of things and then having their ass kicked. So once yeah. again. This- First is worst. It's just not. It's just a bad place to be. In some ways, you innovate and you're like the big bomb, and then people mm-hmm. shit all over you. That's why when everybody gets so excited about Chat GPT and, and OpenAI, I go, uh, just be careful. If you're going to align yourself really closely with them, I'm a little worried they're first to worst, and everybody else right. will come and uh, over, overtake them. You know, MySpace. Uh, there's a million of these examples. Yeah. Of yeah. somebody doing a thing that's like changes the course of everything and then big money comes in and does it better and takes it away. Yeah. Like it Did or not. Did you see the quest? The way it is. Did you see you seen the quest? Yeah, that wasn't always called the quest. It no. was called the Oculus. Yeah, they got and it. It was first. Yeah, and it was amazing. First. It was. And, and they bought it. it and now it is what it is. That might be a good example of how Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same problem, though, right? They got bought out, yeah. but it's and, no, it's not different than even, getting killed, sort of. <laughs> even even OpenAI uh, is is uh, owned by a bunch of other biggies that are implementing it. Like if you if you think OpenAI is just 
just you know independent it's not it's no. got a lot of microsoft money big microsoft um, money and they've yeah. and they've and they've implemented that into their own bing search engines mm-hmm. and their own chat and everything yeah. i i usually say whenever i recommend anything i always go for my use case yeah and then i finish up you know what i like and what i use it and how i use it that may not fit into your use case you may be totally different than me you yep. may use it totally different Fair enough. Like these Ambernicks, I said my use case was I love the HDMI output, but you might like the MiU Mini Plus because it has the uh, wireless. Yeah. Do it. Do it works for you. Quit being fanboys. Just do it works for you. I'm doing fanboys. Yeah. Dumb fanboys. All right. Let's move on to something. Oh, real quick here. You put a note on here saying, what can I play right now that's like this? And you wrote Dragon Quest. And I take issue with that. (laughs) This is nothing like Dragon Quest other than there's dragons in it, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. That's Um, the reason why I put that in there. I was actually... I actually did that was a placeholder. I was like, ah, Dragon Quest. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Quest. So the one I'm, I'm going to recommend is that Res. I don't know. I can't remember the name of the yeah. new version that's like super high def and is on PlayStation Network. Uh, right. But whatever that is, Res, Res is the spiritual and king of this. It's the best of these like sweep enemies to mark them, launch a bunch of shit mm-hmm. at them. Uh, do it through a crazy 3D world. It is still an amazing experience, and that thing is VR capable. At least P- yeah, PS yeah. PSVR one had it. I don't know if this is elsewhere now, but um, can't say enough good things about Res. I love Res, so I go play that. R-E-Z. So not Dragon. So not, no, not, not Dragon Quest. It's really nothing like no, not Saga. Maybe because it's a turn-based RPG, but <clears throat> other than that. Not really in the same ballpark, but I love that you used it. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think that was, yeah, I was definitely in a hurry that day. I also think I by the time Saga it. came out, I was, I had moved on to my PlayStation and N64 life. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Cause that was late. So, so benefit, uh, we talk about this a good bit. Uh, Panzer Dragoon Saga came late in the Sega Saturn's life because it was a very short life because they did not have success that they wanted to outside of Japan. And so they moved to the Dreamcast very quickly. Uh, 98 would have been very end of life, but right. uh, they really had uh, a really good understanding of the hardware by this, by this point in time, which is good because the Sega Saturn architectures kind of complicated multiple CPUs in uh, display uh, processors that handle different parts of it and then hand off other parts of it. It's really interesting to see how it functions. And I tried playing this yeah. on my Mr. FPGA, which is an early core version of that. <laughs> Um, and it would not run. It wouldn't run. Oh. It would not run worth the trash. And I tried all kinds of different versions of it. And that's not a, that's not a ding against the mister or the core that is in really, really, really early access. It's just a testament to the complication of how complicated this game is. Yeah. I had to fire up a regular PC to emulate a good bit of this other than the parts that I played from that real, uh, playable preview. Uh, and, like this is why it's so important for this game preservation because these games are outside the ability for the average person to purchase and you know uh, Sega is not releasing this in some kind of new format so we need these games to be preserved or we're going to we're going to lose them that's right get in there pr- preservation people make it happen make it happen um all right we're going to move on from that and uh, talk about this week's version of what we like to call guess my game destroy it <laughs> <laughs> We're going to guess a little gamage here. Oh, by the way, I just noticed this, so I'm going to send a picture to you. Hold on. <laughs> so some of you may have noticed Brian's camera angle changed today a little bit. and um, Oh, yeah, I'm on a different angle. That's my bad. It yeah, looks, so like, looking you're, straight it looks like you're talking to me. Yeah, look at that. Isn't that <laughs> but great? But when are you going to turn to the side so I can see you? I know, right? Wait, let's see. Yeah, right? yeah, I did. 
I did turn it. I turned my camera around further on purpose. And usually, usually I am playing my game over here on this screen. Yeah. But I just happened to pull my notes up and I turned towards my notes instead of uh, facing you. So I'm going to pull my notes over this side. You do whatever so you want. You're good. Feeling uncomfortable. <clears throat> no, I he feel fine. Like, totally. He not like talking to the side of my face. Totally so comfortable. I, now, I only I notice it. I only down. notice it when I check the stream. I'm not even, it's not even a thing. It's not a big deal at all. Uh, all right, let's get to this. Uh, we bring clips from old games and we try to guess each other, what each other brought. I'm going to start and I'm going to keep us in the same ballpark here. This is a Sega Saturn game from 1996. And um, I will say of its genre, it was the best that console ever had in its genre. There's your hint, early right. hint. All right. Okay, while, you, while you're pulling that up, I'm going to frantically uh, try to remember what the hell. You don't remember your I game? For mine. No, let me see. You're going to have to guess your own YouTube game. History. I love when Brian has to guess his own game. That's always fun. <laughs> well, this, I, was, I, I usually can remember it from the time I do it that morning. To the nighttime, but then we delayed. Oh, I'm like, right. I'm like, I know it's a lot, ago. dude. It's a lot. It's days ago. Yeah, that I was don't. days ago. <laughs> Freaking Wednesday for hell's sakes. <laughs> um, yeah, while, uh, while you're thinking of that, uh, yeah, do it. Do I know it. yours give me, is give me, uh, give me the feed. Yours is PC 97. So that, I don't know if that helps you. But anyway, here it is. Power. Uh, oh, shit. I almost gave it away. Here is the Saturn game from 1996. <laughs> That Brian will now guess with the with even more hints I didn't intend to give him. All right, here right, it is. Right, right, right. During the time of the Pharaohs, the city of Karnak was a shining example of civilization that all other nations could only hope to emulate. Today, Karnak lives on, surrounded by the spirits of the past. All right, any guess? What so year was far? this again? This, this is for the Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn, 1996. feels like is, is this a rail shooter um i will take off the word this is your first question i'll take off the word right. rail and say yes it is a shooter it is a shooter okay but it is not rails on wasn't rails. karnak like wasn't that like johnny carson's <laughs> yeah 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 was karnak this a the, nod to that um i'll say that's your quest second question no it's not a <laughs> nod to johnny carson's karnak <laughs> okay, so I didn't have I didn't have a Sega Saturn. So Whoa. sorry, I was loud. Um it was also on PC, if that helps. Okay, it was on PC. That that may help. I don't recognize any of the audio. Is it set in in the Western world? Uh Western world, I'll say. It feels it feels like a Western of sorts. I will say it's neither you mean like a Western like old old US West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. US no, Western, right. Definitely not. Oh, interesting. Here's listen to this part of the top again, just to help you. Wait. Of the pharaohs, the city of Karnak was a. So did you hear that part during the time of yeah, the pharaohs? The pharaohs. And that you've had your three, so now everything else is a guess here. And this guy's hotel. This is the old mute. This that's the old uh, example of civilization. Boba Hotel, the game, because that sounds like the announcer for video videos during that time. Too. Oh yeah, for like movies and stuff, trailers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's what's his name. Um, Oh, he has a famous name. Uh, shit. Don LaFontaine. That's his name. Okay. He used to do all that. In a world, there's a thing. Yeah, with this yeah, guy. yeah. I recognize that voice. That was kind of confused me. I was trying to think if it's kind of a movie related, but yeah. Tom Pharaohs. Pharaohs on a. Is it uh? Is it Pharaohs for uh for 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 Sega Saturn? Let's see if that is correct. Is that correct? <laughs> nope. It is incorrect. 
The proper answer is Power Slave. Power Slave. What the hell? What is Power Slave? I've never even heard of that. Power Slave was awesome. The version for PC I had. I think I I can't remember which version I had for sure, but I know the Saturn had the version everyone liked. Um, And it was called, in Europe, they called it uh, Exhumed. It was called Exhumed in Europe. What the hell is this? What kind of game is it? I don't even. It's a first person shooter. Cover art. It's like Quake. Uh, Quakeish. Really? Yeah. Uh, let's see if I can find a good, uh, a good video. No, but it's here. not. All I'm seeing on Power Slave is Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the problem, right? Is it's got the right, Iron right. Maiden name. Get some crossover here. Let's see. Okay, so I looked up game this time. Okay, Power Slave Exhumed. Yeah. On Steam. Okay. Yeah, Exhumed. Yeah, I see this. I don't remember anything about this, or at least if I do, I've totally forgotten. Yeah, you're right. Is is that right in the center? Doom looking. Uh, Right in the center. That would be about the time, too. The Sega Saturn Doom clone. Yeah. Right? Totally Doom yeah. clone. Um, it is uh, straight up. Not Doom. I'd say Quake. Quake. It's, it's more Quake. Quake, yes, yeah. Quake. yeah see Quake Because it's now. 3D. I've seen more, you know, more screenshots You can now. look down and up. and Yeah. It's a it's a fun it's a fun game, and it ran really well. That's the other thing. is It, it was a... It was a for, for, a, for a console that was known oh, for slow minute. 3D, it was actually pretty great. On, uh, on there, I, I might be getting confused with something else. Using you use your hands as power stuff is, is from time to time. I might have played the exhumed version on Steam. Well, exhumed is just the European name for it, so there's no. Okay. It's not it like says a power slave exhumed. So it's not like a sequel or something. No, that's them saying, "Hey, that old game that you called a different name and we called Power Slave. Now it's one game, and we're just calling it Power Slave Exhumed, and it's for all the Europeans and the Americans." Apparently it's pretty popular. You even got a they even got a switch on here. Yeah. Limited run. 174. Oh, this must be something that they made specifically weird. What is this limited run thing? I don't know what this stuff is. Anyway, yeah, yeah I had no clue. You 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 got me. I gotcha. You got me, Johnson. And I and while we were talking, I found through my history and I found what I did. Oh, you found your deal. Okay, good. <laughs> well, I'm gonna play your clip. Uh, oh yeah. This is uh what, PC the next year, PC ninety seven? Looks like PC 1997. All right, let's check it out. Uh, Uh, I need first aid. I need first aid. Uh, walking. Um. Ooh, did okay. that hurt? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta hear that guy. What happened to him? I'm a leg. Ooh, did that hurt? Better. Uh. Okay, questions number I, one. I love this game when it came out. It blew me away. With all the with with all that audio, like I mean, it wasn't like audio was new or anything, but just the quality of just the one line stuff was just hilarious. Is it a shooter, first person shooter? It is. It well, it's not a first person shooter. I'll okay. tell you, it's an isometric top down shooter. Okay, that? no, that's good to know. <laughs> um, was it isometric top down PC? Uh, boy. Eight. 
Is it? Um... Oh, I think I know what this is. Give me it. Uh, well, uh, let me use my second and third question. Was it? Was it big? And, was it controversial? Oh yeah, totally controversial. Okay. I think this is postal. It's postal. That's right. Is postal, it postal? First one, nineteen ninety-seven. Correct. Ice Smith top-down shooter, developed by Running with Scissors and published by Ripcord Games. Oh man, two, three, and four. Brian, I got. I still had a question left, and I still got yeah. it. Can you Love believe it? This game. Did anyone in the chat get it? Uh, the chat. Chat said blood. Yes. Uh, uh, Ron Word Wood got it first. Yes. Oh, then, there it is, Ron Wood. Congratulations. Yep. 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 Uh, you got it as well. So wait, hold on a second. Someone in the chat said, "Oh, when I said power for the game that I played, the fair, the right. the power slave game, everyone power was sure slave. you'd get it because right. I, I said oh, the word I didn't power get that at all." <laughs> That's if this one is power slave. If you just guess what it is, yeah. Can you guess what power slave, power slave is? That'd be great. Um, all right. Well done, everybody. Uh, I feel good about my win this week. Oh, so it's skits. Take that skits. Yeah. What happened? That's who it is. And, uh, I didn't recognize Ron's it's, it's skits from Twitch, but he's on. Oh, he's YouTube, on a different so account. So he's yes. skits. Skits. Good job. You're smarter than yeah. all of us. Well done. Now this. Whoops. Now this. Welcome to the treasure room. It's time for us to read an email from our listener. First of all, I would like to thank somebody. Mike, Michael Burrier uh, sent some awesome garlic OS skins. Oh, I want to thank him for I that. Got mine yet? Where is it? Is it, the, is it in the Gmail? I need to get uh, it. Yes. I think it's in the Gmail. If right. you don't see it there, I'll send you this zip right now. Right. Um, in fact, I'll do it right now. And if you don't know what garlic is, garlic OS is what we're talking about. Uh, is for the Ambernic RG thirty five double X, which a lot of us in the community have picked up recently. It's a nice little yep. uh, retro video game system, good at doing PS one and games before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very nice. It's very very really cool. inexpensive. Uh, Seventy dollars. I think it was on sale this past week for like about ten percent off. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. very rad. That thing, I love it. I've yeah. been using it every, literally every day. That's how much. I me love too. It. Me too. It's 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 actually sitting right in front of me right now. Actually, I got yeah. it. I love it. I uh, can't get enough of it. So the other thing I was going to say is so thanks. Big thanks to him. Uh, again, that name is Michael Burrier. We also got Wooj Man. Wooj man, who is, he's making something rad. Um, so he's working on a ROM hack for Tecmo Bowl. Oh, yes, right. We told me about this. Yes, or Tecmo SB, I guess. Right. Uh, anyway, he wants to. So he's putting us in it. We're gonna have like teams based around like play retro themes and all that stuff. Uh, it's gonna be an actual working NES ROM. Nice, uh, and even works now. What he's got so far. Um, he would. He asked me, "Hey, what do you think about putting patrons in there as players in the game?" Oh, like, like all the teams idea. fill out the rosters with with the names of people who are on our Patreon. And I said that's a big bonus. Yes. 100 percent into that idea. I think that is awesome. So um, I guess what I'm saying is and this is I promise this is not some cheap trick to get some of you to sign up. But if you sign up now, then you'll get included in this ROM hack mm-hmm. and you'll be I a do part. like cheap trick, though. Yeah, cheap trick. <laughs> They're pretty good at, at, in their mm-hmm. heyday. Uh, so if you want to be on this thing, you want your name in there, sign up today. It can be any level. All right. We don't, we don't care which level you're on, uh, to do this, uh, to, to be a part of this. And we'll put your name on these characters in this tech mobile. I keep saying tech Who's the man is being Wooji the manish. Yeah. Wooji the man. Thank you for that dude. And, uh, he and I will be talking about when and how, but, uh, you got time. That's exciting. So, Patreon.com. I've been messing around every, 
ever since I saw that uh, Grimace birthday thing last week, we talked about this on the Game Boy. Um, I've been looking at that Game Boy uh, uh, application to program with. And I'm excited about that. Now, the NES, I know you have to pay like a, a fee and stuff. So good on you, Woosh. Yeah. Uh, but the Game Boy is, is a free one. And I'm, I'm messing around with it a little bit. That'd it's be neat. fun to mess neat. with. Yeah, that'd be fun. Uh, again, that's patreon.com slash play retro. So sign up today. All right. Here's an email we got from Matt from Dallas who says, so I was born in 1980 and I grew oh. up as a Nintendo baby, NES, mm-hmm. SNES, N64. But I just recently had this random memory from that period of like three years where those tiger handhelds with individual games were a thing. Yes. Just bringing it up because it occurred to me that these were retro and weird in, a, in their own weird category, but kind of forgotten. Maybe worth a look or a mention. Eulogy, perhaps. Ninja Turtles is the main one I remember, but yeah. I know I had it had several, or I had several. Anyway, thanks for the show, Matt from Dallas. I would love to cover those stupid, weird things. I would, too. And I, I run across them a good bit when we're looking at ports from certain eras. And uh, it is if you never played them before, they're little, little handheld things. They're, they usually have like a... They just got a little LED blinking. Not like LEDs like we think today, like the little... LC? No, what do they call them? The, the the old type of like the watch faces and stuff would have. Is right. it LED? What do they call those? Uh, they were LCD. LCD. Yeah, they're LCD. So it, they were it, you know, LCD. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. See, I can't yeah. even think of the words, but and yeah, they would. Go ahead. But that's all it was. It was yeah. just it was this little LCD screens that would have the bits would. It wasn't like a fully rendered screen. If you never played any of these no. uh, Tiger Electronics, hand, hand they, games, they basically was, were like Game and Watch, Nintendo, the Nintendo Game and yeah. Watch stuff. Same thing. Um, and you also, could pick up for like around twenty bucks, yeah. and you could play. So if you couldn't afford the the big deal, uh, real handheld stuff, you could play one of these. Yeah, and they weren't great, but they were a no, thing that's worth single talking about. I don't even know if we can do a. We probably could do a full show about here are the top ten. You know, yeah, why people liked them, blah blah blah, all that stuff. Um, yeah, but and I, I saw one this past week at the uh, at the thrift store, and I almost picked it up. Oh, like, look at oh, you, well. Mister Thrifty Store Picker maybe Upper I, maybe Man. Maybe I should have. Uh, maybe you should have. Matt from Dallas, thanks for the question. We will definitely be considering this uh, as we move forward with the new episodes. If you'd like to leave a uh, email of your own choosing, you can do that at playretroshow at gmail dot com, or you can text us eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. You can also leave voicemails there if you are inclined to do so. Hmm. Our next discussion will be. The Atari System 2 Paperboy and the 720 Skater Die. Woo! In the arcade, there was uh, Atari was doing their Atari System 2s, which had Paperboy, 720, Super Sprint, Championship Sprint, and All Points Bulletin. We've already covered the Sprint series, and I would love to cl- do the, uh, the APB. But for some reason, I remember Paperboy and 720 occupying the same space, even though they really weren't the same kind of game necessarily no, no you're but right though they in felt my like they mind did. they occupy the same space i kind of agree um paperboy or sorry 720 and paperboy in particular mm-hmm. those are games i have very fond feelings for yeah and paperboy was i didn't know that they used remember that they had the star wars yeah. uh sit down game they used a modified version of that stick for paperboy yeah and they used probably back. the same damn engine because the, the yeah. at least the empire strikes back game had felt like it was the same game it felt like you right. were playing kind of a version of paperboy it was like top down quarter view but you were going diagonally on your mm-hmm. on your uh hover, hover bike you know killing yeah killing shit and it, it felt like almost that you were playing the same game it was really weird yeah yeah I anyway uh, those, those in between shots of what you were doing and stuff those were just so much well, it was really great so yeah we're going back to the arcade, arcade everybody and if you were a kid like me and you walked past the arcade and you heard 
Skate or die. Skate or die. One of the one of the great. Uh, what do they call that? Call uh, what? When arcade yeah, games attract mode. Attract modes. It's attracting yeah. you. Yeah, I was attracted to. There were three. <laughs> there were three attack attract modes that always worked for me. That one. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Sinistar. Oh yeah, I'm Sinistar. Just all the talking right. that thing would do. And uh, uh, Marble Madness's weird little guitar rift. Yes, that would drive me in there as well. God, we need we need to do our favorite attract mode episode where we just like oh, cover, we could just like, play every, them all. Every great, tr- yeah. I could. Mode. I would love to go on a rip and just go find every yeah. one of those and make files. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, anyway, that'll be next week. Atari System Two, Paperboy, Seven Twenty, all that stuff, uh, and we'll do it uh, at, the, at our normal time Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and we'll be back to normal. So Wednesday evening, three thirty Mountain Time. Uh, frogpants.tv if you want to watch us live or just keep checking the podcast wherever you get it it's play retro when you search or go to our website at uh, frogpants.com slash play retro and again patreon.com slash play retro please if you'd like no ads or commercials ever you want some pre-show content every week how about other monthly benefits like Brian doing a special or me doing Mm -hmm. a special who's up this month I don't remember where are we at you um, did, uh, I, either way i'll be up i'll do it i'll do something i've got so much stuff i have we didn't even talk today i keep going i need to cram this in the show but maybe i don't maybe i just need to make a little something yeah we gotta put something up there got a little, yeah, little I've, something, got, something. I've got a whole bunch of new stuff i've got a, a super nes that is picked up with some with a with the pod racing and i'm, I'm stoked stoked about hooking it up so maybe i'll talk some about that yeah. maybe it's more about this lego stuff yeah I don't know. I'm we'll get we'll, we'll get into it you guys we'll let you know but uh anyway thanks for watching thanks for listening thanks for hanging out with us and being a part of the play retro family go play something retro and we'll see you next week Get more at frogpants.com. Sony PlayStation only has one. Yeah. Sony PlayStation. One processor. That's all they have.